Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Oh, yes! And the Ice Bears win 3-2 in overtime! Welcome in to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. I appreciate you checking out the pod, whether you're doing so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Thank you so much for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. And a lot to get to. Obviously, the big news coming out today on this Monday morning Trickling into Monday afternoon, the protected lists across the SPHL have been announced. Knoxville has announced the 13 players that it is protecting going into the 2023-24 season, as well as uh, some changes that have come up around the league as far as uh, potentially player personnel, coaching personnel, and uh, we'll get into all of that on this edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. So this has been something that everybody's been waiting for. The protected list. Each team is given up to 13 spots to be able to protect players and that, that anybody that they have the rights to. So that can include players that have uh, gone on to the ECHL and finished the year up there. You can use a protected spot on one of those players if you are convinced that that player won't be returning to the ECHL. They're going to be able to stick it out in the ECHL. Then obviously you can... Um, you know, elect not to use a protected spot on one of those players. And then if they do get sent back down, you would re-sign them. Uh, Players that you maintain the rights to on your protected list, if they do get a call-up to the ECHL, you would still maintain their SPHL rights. Obviously, a lot of dancing back and forth that kind of has to be done here with coaches and players. Obviously, there have been times where teams have elected not to keep certain players because or not to protect certain players because it's a belief that that player is going to come back to the team regardless whether they're protected or not because being protected all, all that means is that the team holds on to that player's SPHL rights uh, so they can't go sign with another team um, but it doesn't necessarily do anything for the player from a standpoint of, of payment or anything like that, like a player doesn't get paid during the summer just because they're on the protected list. So it, it essentially guarantees the player a roster spot, um, um, at least through training camp uh, to come back later in the year. And then obviously the team reserves the right to forfeit those rights, of course, at any time. So um, there are also situations where, you know, players are kept without necessarily the intention of being on the team next season. A team can protect a player that they might want to be able to keep for trade collateral. So uh, that does happen from time to time. There are many different reasons as to why players are protected or are left unprotected. Um, They can, you know, it can be something as simple as, well, that player is just going to come back and play for our team in the SPHL no matter what. They don't want to play anywhere else. They have a good relationship with the coach. So we felt like we didn't need to protect them because we know they're going to be in our Uh, in our locker room when next season rolls around. Um, And there are also, you know, sometimes that happens and then sometimes that doesn't necessarily happen. And that, you know, was kind of the case uh, a little bit last year. Stepan Timofeyev indicated to Jeff Carr that he, you know, didn't really want to play for another organization in the SPHL and had a really good relationship with Carr. And 
So Knoxville did not protect him. He ended up signing with Birmingham. And in a roundabout way, Timo Feyev, you know, was kind of right in the sense that he had a really good relationship with Carr because he got called up to Norfolk in the ECHL, where Jeff Carr currently is, and spent a considerable amount of time with the Admirals and uh, put up some pretty good numbers up there. So um, obviously that can happen. You know, players can be left uh, unprotected and end up going to other places if they try to find other, you know, other opportunities. But um, I would just try to encourage you, don't read too much into why a player was protected or wasn't protected. So just because a player is protected does not necessarily mean they will be on the opening night roster in October. And just because a player was not on the protected list does not necessarily mean that they will uh, not be coming back. So it's uh, it's just something to kind of be on the lookout for. Um, we're going to go ahead and get into Knoxville's protected list, which was released on the social media platforms. So uh, the way that this was explained to me was you are given 13 spots. You can use those how you choose. Um, most teams typically uh, protect 12 skaters and a goalie. Um, Quad City, however, has actually, uh, I've noticed, it was the first team I noticed that did it this year. They, they protected both Kevin Resop and Brent Moran. So they have elected to actually protect both of the goalies that they have rights to. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that uh, kind of plays out. And obviously with Kevin Resop being an all-SPHL selection, and honestly, if Quad City had been a playoff team, I think you could have made the argument that Resop should have maybe been in consideration for the MVP. But uh, certainly understand why Trevor Gorsuch was the goaltender of the year. And then I voted for Trevor myself, if you heard the episode where I broke down my um, SPHL awards ballot. But... You know, that was kind of, you know, obviously different factors can go into different votes from different broadcasters and coaches from around the league. But looking at Knoxville's protected list, uh, the first couple of names that you're going to see, Justin McDonald, Dino Balsamo, I'm sure that doesn't surprise anybody. Jagger Williamson, you're probably not surprised. Rasmus Waxenangback, okay, still not shocking you here. Bailey Conger, yeah, you're still not Still not shocked. Um, Colton Fletcher, Rex Moe, Cam Huff, Nick Price, Brett Outerkirk. Tanner Salisbury, Rourke Russell, and goaltender Christian Stead. So I, I don't think there's any wild surprises here. Obviously, there's always going to be some notables that maybe you're a little surprised aren't necessarily on the cut. Kyler Matthews, I know, is is probably going to be one name that pops out as a guy who's been with the organization for two years um, as, as somebody that maybe you would have expected um to, to see on that list as well, but it doesn't necessarily mean that Kyler is not coming back. Most of the defense was not protected. Tanner Salisbury and Rourke Russell were the only two guys that um, were placed on the protected list on the blue liners. So no Kyle Thacker, no Ryan Devine, Nolan Slahetka, Vincenzo Renda, and then obviously Julian Syme, who was Christian Stead's backup going into the postseason, was left unprotected as well. So obviously conversations can happen between those teams and players uh, about returning next season, but you can only fully protect 13 guys. Um, so, there, you know, whether you're, you were expecting to see Ryan Devine or Kyler Matthews or, you know, Justin Portillo uh, on that list, you know, Knoxville's elected to protect most of its forward group, which is understandable. We're talking about the team that led the SPHL in goals during the regular season and a very deep and talented forward group. Um, and I think also you want to, you know, make sure to protect some of those guys because I think guys like, you know, Cameron Huff are, are going to have opportunities in, in the ECHL. Bailey Conger was, 
given a call-up, but because he had played in Europe the year before, he couldn't take a call-up to the ECHL. So Conger, having over a 50-point season, might afford some opportunities. Dino Balsamo, who's had call-ups before, might get an opportunity at the next level as well. So, And then, of course, Brett Outerkirk, who's been protected. He had two call-ups last season as a rookie. Um, and, and so definitely want to make sure that you protect the guys that have obviously shown a potential that they... Uh, if they're good enough to re- potentially receive a call up to the ECHL, then those are guys that, uh, in often cases, are worth protecting. Christian Stead has been uh, a really solid goalie for Knoxville over the last two seasons, so no surprise that the coaches would want to hang on to him. And then uh, Rourke Russell, an All SPHL selection as a defenseman, spent some time in Macon. Um, it was one of the better trades of the season, I think, for Brent Clark being able to swing that with Macon um, in acquiring Russell because I definitely think it helped um, the blue line group from an offensive standpoint, especially during a time that Kyler Matthews was banged up a little bit and you know kind of slowed down his offensive pace because during the first half of the season, you, you saw Kyler uh, putting up some good numbers along with Brett Beauvais, and then Beauvais gets called up, and Kyler's you know, dealing with uh, an injury during around the time that Russell came into the organization. And so I, I think Russell was definitely a benefit to that back end group. Tanner Salisbury, I thought, arguably was Knoxville's best player during the postseason. You know, obviously had a monster game too, um, with with the goal and the assist. And you know, I think continued to be steady and steady. Um, a player that, you know, when you hear him in interviews during the broadcast, I think you can always tell that Tanner is always looking at himself as to how he can get better for the improvement of the team as a whole. Um, you know, was not one of Knoxville's captains officially wearing, you know, he never wore a letter on his jersey this year, but um, definitely somebody that I think could be capable of doing that in the future. So again, from the playoff roster alone, just going with that 20-man roster, Pretty much the entire forward group has been protected. McDonald, Balsamo, Fletcher, Williamson, Moe, Conger, Huff, Price, Waxenangback, and Outerkirk. And so really from the uh, from the playoff group, Justin Portillo is the only player that wasn't protected. Um, you know, he seemed very appreciative of the organization uh, during his exit interview from what I was told. So, you know, doesn't mean that Portillo won't be back, but obviously with him being unprotected, he he does have the opportunity to, you know, chat with other teams in the SPHL or look at other opportunities elsewhere that he might be interested in. But of course, he's also, you know, he's got the opportunity to continue to foster a relationship with Brent Clark and Andrew Harrison about the possibility of coming back next year. And then from the defense group, Rourke Russell, Tanner Salisbury are the two guys that are uh, protected for next season. I'm sure that Rourke will have opportunities um, in the ECHL. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Tanner got got his shot to maybe go to an ECHL camp as well. And, and you know, we'll see about the guys that were left unprotected. Christian Stead will. You know, I would expect him to get a camp tryout somewhere. Um, as well as he played at times during last season, I think with um, you know Knoxville was one of the you know gave up. Among, was among the teams giving up the most shots on goals against, uh, especially during the latter stages of the season. So despite Stead's numbers, what they were over the course of the season as a whole, I don't think it takes away from his performance. And I think the film is going to suggest to teams in the ECHL, if Christian wants to pursue opportunities in the coast, um, I don't see any reason why he couldn't garner interest from uh, teams in the ECHL that might be in need 
uh, of a goaltender, especially since Christian has, you know, he's always handled himself like a pro the right way, and he's had opportunities in the ECHL before. So looking around the uh, protected list from other teams, for Birmingham, you have Carson Rose, Scott Donahue, Jordan Martin, Michael Gillespie, Matt Wiesner, Troy McTavish, Jake Papalardo, Zach Mason, Arthur Tertiev, Nick Minerva, Taylor Brierly, Ryan Romeo, Chase Carter. Uh, so no Austin Lotz and no Hayden Stewart. Uh, so no goalies for Birmingham. Now, both of those guys have been in Birmingham for a, a couple of years now together as a tandem. So might be a situation where, you know, they both really appreciate Birmingham. They also both had really solid seasons, especially in the playoffs. They both had big performances during their run to the championship series. Um, and, and I don't, it, it's, it's a little difficult for me sometimes keeping up on retirement news. So if, if a player retires and I miss it, I, I apologize. If I, I mention somebody that has already announced that they're not returning to playing, uh, at least if that's the plan for the upcoming season, but um, that's probably the biggest eye opener to me. Um, no Stefan Brucato either, who you know left Knoxville, joined Birmingham and was one of the captains on that team and scored the game winning goal in the uh, in game three against Huntsville in the semifinals. Uh, so, you know, three notable absences there. But obviously, I, I think that team is going to be continued to be built around Carson Rose and Michael Gillespie up front. And obviously, having a, a guy like Jordan Martin, very good. And Jake Papalardo, though, though all four of those guys had really solid seasons. And then Taylor Brierly, I thought he had a fantastic year at defense for the Bulls. Evansville, Aaron Huffnagel, Matthew Hobbs, Cameron Cook, Brendan Harrogate, Scott Curtin, Mike Ferraro, Bear Gendinov, Matt Dorsey, Riley McRae, Matthew Barron, uh, Pierre-Luc Lorette, Tanner Butler, Jeremy Masella. Um, so no Trevor Gorsuch. Um, and, and Gorsuch leaving right before the end of the uh, regular season, got a chance in the ECHL. Um, you, you know, if, if if Trevor is playing next season, then uh, the expectation would be that he probably believes that he'll have an opportunity in the ECHL. But Evansville's core seems pretty clear. Harrogate, Curtin, Huffnagel, Ferraro, um, really, really good players that they have up front to work with. And I, I think we saw in that game that they played against Knoxville in early April that they were a team that really could press the firepower and really make it difficult for teams to break out of their own zone and and get through the neutral zone. Fayetteville, Grant Lovin, Austin Alger, Matt uh, Arujo, Carlos Fornaris, Ryan Leith, uh, John Mon Monkovich, Dalton Hunter, Andrew Lane, Jack Patterson, Carter Shankarik, Nick Parody, Connor Fries, Matt McNair. Uh, you know, Austin Alger, I think, is is kind of the name that stands out with a, a guy who contributed so much. Taylor McCloy uh, saw a post from Fayetteville with with a statement from Taylor, which I'm I'm guessing is a essentially a farewell to the Fayetteville fans. Seems like that he's announced his retirement and easily one of the most dangerous players on that roster over over the last couple of seasons. Huntsville, Dominic Procopio, Matt Doran, Mason Palmer, Connor Russell, Trey Phillips, Max Molossic, Robbie Fisher, Kyle Clark, Jordan Fader, Austin Martinson, Gavin Holland, Jamie Bussell, Cole Reginato. Um, so no Cy Nutkovich and no Rob Dara. Uh, so I, I have not seen retirement announcements for those guys as of now. I did see the one for Tyler Piacentini and, and do want to just take a moment. Um. Piacentini has been the captain for Huntsville for the last several years. Easily one of the the most, I think, respectable players for a Knoxville opponent uh, that I have seen over the last several years. I, I think, you know, he he is a pest. He's a pesky player, 
but I think he goes about fulfilling that role the right way. And there are some guys in this league who don't. You know, they're pests, but I, I don't, you know, there's there's kind of a, there's a certain line that kind of gets towed by some of these players. I, I feel like players get annoyed with Tyler Piacentini because he just doesn't stop. He doesn't stop moving his legs. He doesn't stop moving without the puck. Uh, you know, I, I've said this before. I, I really feel like for a non-Knoxville player, he has been the most dangerous player in the league over the last several seasons when it comes to offensive players moving without the puck on their stick. He always seems to find an open space in the offensive zone, and if you don't keep tabs on him, he, he's going to burn you so often. So he is retiring uh, from his playing career, and he is going to join Stuart Stefan on the bench. Uh, Stefan, of course, announced as Huntsville's new coach to replace Glenn DeTulio, who retired as moving into a front office role. And uh, Tyler Piacentini is moving in to an assistant coach role with the Havoc. So uh, wishing nothing but the best for Tyler. But uh, I've always respected the way that he's played the game and the way that he's led his team. Um, You know, a fiery guy with a lot of emotion, but a very, very talented player uh, who works incredibly hard for his team as well. Macon, Garrett Halford, Jake Goldowski, Aaron Aragon, Brandon McCara, Rhett Kingston, CJ Hayes, Tommy Municello, Sasha Waugh, Jamie Dorsey, Tim Faulkner, Adam Eby, Reed Yoakum, Nick Latinovich. Um, I thought Nick Nieder did a great job in the latter half of the year at getting a, a core that he feels like he can really work with. And I think he's gotten that with Kingston, Hayes, Municello, Aragon. Um, I, th- I thought he got a lot out of Sasha Waugh on the back end, too. And Nick Latinovich has shown that he, he can steal games in net. Um, so I think Macon's got a core that they can work with. And Nick Niedert would probably say, look, we've still got some work to do. Niedert's going to recruit as hard as he can. But I, I think he's got pieces to make some noise down in Georgia this upcoming season. Pensacola, Lucas Herman, Garrett Milan, Yvonne Bondarenko, Sean Golka, Mitch Adkins, Malik Johnson, Henry McKinney, Corey Dennis, Troy Button, Jordan Henderson, Jay Powell, Nick Leitner, Brad Arvinitis. Um, man, Arvinitis had a really solid rookie season. If he's back in Pensy next year, then I think he's going to be really good. And then, of course, uh, Milan and Bondarenko were absolutely phenomenal for Rod Aldoff's team. It's it's going to be, um, you know, I'd expect Pensacola to have a lot that they can build off of next year. Peoria, Vadim Vajonkin, Jordan Ernst, Joe Widmar, Zach Wilkie, Caden Cahill, Braden Barker, Alec Bear, Mike Galat, J.M. Petrowski, Kale List, Jake Hamilton, Joseph Drack, Drapluck, Tyler Barrow. Um, obviously, Eric Levine announced his retirement, um, but I, I still don't think that team is going anywhere. Jean-Guy Trudel just signed an extension. Alec Hageman's retired, but he's moving um, to the bench as an assistant coach. Uh, you know, Widmar, Wilkie, Ernst, Cahill, Bear, Petrowski, Peoria, and I don't think is going anywhere. Quad City, Kevin Resop, that's where everything starts. Michael Moran, I think, is going to lead that team. Taylor Price, the captain, has retired. Logan Nelson, very solid. Leif Matson, Cole Golka, Elliot St. Pierre, Davis Kirk Kendall, Brent Moran, Ben Assad, Michael Mercurio, Jordan Stone, Trevor Momont, Troy Murray. Um, so it's it, you know it's going to be a big year for Quad City. Um, you know, disappointed I'm sure to miss the playoffs entirely after being the five seed the year before. But I would uh, also say that they feel pretty confident working with Resop and Moran and Nelson. Uh, to be able to try to move things forward for Quad City. And then finally, to the defending champs, the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs, C.J. Stubbs, Nick Ford, Jason Lavely, Billy Vizzo, Alex DiCarlo, Dominic Marcin-Kavix, C.J. Valerian, Brendan Pepe, John Stampahar, Jared Roman, Matt O'Day, Sean Leonard, Austin Rodebush. Um, solid group across the board. You've got your goalie back on the protected list. Stubbs, Ford, Vizzo, Marcin-Kavix, DiCarlo. Roanoke's going to be strong across the board. They continue to do everything well. 
And even if there's an area that they don't do exceedingly well, it seems like they just seem to do everything to more than a passable degree. But I think Roanoke's going to continue to be tough next year, especially if this core in its most entirety manages to hold itself together. So protected lists are out for the East, uh, the SPHL. And again, you can view the full list on the SPHL.com, the league's official website. And you can see the graphic on Knoxville social media accounts if you want to see the Knoxville Ice Bears protected list as well. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. I'm Joel Silverberg. Appreciate you listening on Apple, Google, and Spotify.